Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. Well, I hope you'll stick with us today. We're going to unravel a lot of what's taking place. We're going to unravel a lot of what's taking place. I start with this proposition. You have a man who decided to run for president of the United States. Nobody thought he would win. His own party did everything it could to defeat him. The media did everything it could to defeat him. The Democrats did everything they could to defeat him. The Obama administration went to lengths we've never seen before in this country to defeat him. And he won. He followed the law. He's new to campaigns. And he won. There was a groundswell of support for this man. A groundswell of support. He even won formerly Democratic states. That Jeb Bush would never have won. That had been lining up behind Democrat presidents one election cycle after another. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota. People were shocked. The media were shocked. The Democrat Party was shocked. The bureaucracy was shocked. The Republican Party was shocked. He became president of the United States. Everything was done by hook or by crook to stop him. And he still got elected. He was dismissed as a reality star, as a playboy. As a billionaire with times on, time on his hands. But he beat them all. He beat them all. He beat the Republican establishment. He beat the Democrat Party. He beat the media. And little did he know, he defeated the saboteurs within the Obama administration that had place spies in his campaign that had been leaking to the media to try and destroy him that used later Hillary Clinton's opposition research but even before sought to take out candidate Trump senior level of the FBI involved in this cabal Elements of the Department of Justice, senior levels of the intelligence agencies, working with the media, 
and they lost. The moment this man was elected, the Democrats talked about impeachment and indictment. He hadn't even made a decision yet. He wasn't even sworn in yet. And they were plotting and planning, as I predicted they would be, to destroy him. And they've been doing so ever since. The Democrat Party and the media not only encouraged the police state tactics of the bureaucracy, they participated in them. And now they help them cover it up. The Democrats control the Judiciary Committee and the House Oversight and Reform Committee. They have absolutely no interest in the violations of law by the FBI, by the intelligence agencies. None whatsoever. Because they're all trying to take out Donald Trump. They concoct this argument about collusion, which is not a crime. We talked about this at length. Collusion is something you hear about in antitrust law. You don't hear about it in criminal law. So they take this counterintelligence investigation and they turn it into a criminal investigation. And Chuck Schumer demands a special counsel. Because they know how destructive a special counsel is to an administration and a sitting president. And it's a win-win for the Democrats. Because they can get a report they can use to try and destroy the president. Or cherry-pick a report they can use to destroy a president. Or ignore the report altogether and continue politically to try and destroy the president. Phony collusion, followed by a special counsel. Followed by a 450-page report that only needed to be about 10 pages in length. And the second half of that report was written by the Democrat donating and Democrat campaigning lawyers who Mr. Mueller hired. And because they didn't have the ability to charge the president with obstruction as a matter of law and fact. They did something worse. They smeared him. They used the goodwill of this president, the goodwill of this president, who declared no privileges, prevented no documents or staff, from talking to the prosecutor's office, they used that goodwill to write volume two of the report in order to try and create a political firestorm and to feed the Democrat majority in the House and to feed the Democrat Party media. It's exactly why it was written. They violated every ethical code. They abused the regulation, the reporting requirement. And then we hear, as a result of that, obstruction. A president who's the most transparent, probably in American history, certainly in modern history, when it comes to an investigation, the most transparent, is now accused of obstruction. And now we're told it's not a criminal justice matter, It's a political and constitutional matter. 
And yet we have prosecutors who signed a letter and said, well, we would have prosecuted. So we live in the world of politics being criminalized and the criminal justice system being politicized. Whatever works in order to take out the man who was not supposed to be president. The word impeachment is now a word that's routine when it comes to discussing the president of the United States and his administration. Because it has been said over and over as a big lie by the Democrats and the media a hundred times a day. Impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Because of obstruction, obstruction, obstruction. The Attorney General of the United States is a former Attorney General of the United States under George H.W. Bush. He agrees to become Attorney General again. To bring some leadership to the Department of Justice after what the Obama administration had done to it. He's considered a straight shooter, a very sober man. An intellectual in many ways and a good manager in many ways. He receives the report. He draws his conclusions. He gives an initial pass at it to Congress and the American people. He indicates that this report is going to be released, the vast majority of it, with certain information being removed as required by federal law and other requirements. Something he's not required to do. So the second time we have what may well be the most transparent attorney general, certainly in modern history, is being accused of obstruction. Like the president. He's willing to give the vast majority of the report to Congress, which he did, and he's willing to show the rest of the report to certain members of the House in a skiff, that is, in a protected, secure room, but they reject it. They want the release of grand jury information, which would be a crime if the Attorney General did it. They want the release of information relating to ongoing criminal investigations, some of which involve Russia. They want the release of classified information. And they want the release of the names of individuals who've done no harm to anybody, but who were forced to testify in front of the prosecutor's grand jury. In other words... They want the Attorney General to violate the law and ethics and long-standing procedures because they claim that they have oversight. Oversight of what? They claim they have oversight of whatever they want. Because you see, the special counsel report wasn't enough. It's just not enough. We need more. And they want... All the documents and all the testimony that undergirds this report. Because they're Congress, you see, and they say they have a right. They're a co-equal branch of government. Of course, Congress is a co-equal branch of government, but Congress is not the executive branch. So Congress doesn't get this material. It has no legitimate legislative purpose. But if you don't give it to Congress, Nancy Pelosi says that it's apparent 
that the president wants to self-impeach. Not a particularly bright woman. The president wants to self-impeach with all this obstruction going on, you see. The president's trying now to protect the office of the presidency and the executive branch. It's called separation of powers. He has every legitimate reason and constitutional basis for asserting privileges and rejecting the overreach of the Democrats in the House. Now they want his tax returns. They want his bank accounts. They want all communications with his accountant. What in the world could be the legislative purpose there? doesn't matter. He's obstructing justice, don't you know? He's obstructing Congress. Donald Trump is the victim, ladies and gentlemen. He's the victim. He's the man they don't believe should have ever been president. They do not care that 63 million of you voted for him. They don't care if they disenfranchise you. They don't care if they turn the rule of law, the justice system, the Constitution on their heads and then claim that they're supporting all of them. They say now we've reached a constitutional crisis. We don't have a constitutional crisis. They're trying to create these crises. They're trying to create these confrontations. They already have their impeachment charges drawn up, folks. They're already drawn up. Now they're trying to go back and fill in the blanks by creating controversy, by creating challenges with unreasonable demands. And then they go in front of the microphones and they talk about the president's not a king, that Barr won't cooperate. These are Saul Linsky tactics, writ large. Actually, they're Marxist tactics, writ large, but you're not allowed to say that, so I just did. This would be the same Congress as a whole that tried to destroy Brett Kavanaugh, that actually accused the man of gang rape. And they have no compunction about how they destroyed or tried to destroy this man. They have no compunction about the tactics that they used. And then there is the, uh, the soft underbelly of the Republican Party and the conservative movement. So you know what the United States Senate Intelligence Committee did today, run by Republicans? They subpoenaed Don Jr. for more testimony. And then we have even friends of mine out there writing, well, of course you can sue a, indict a sitting president. The absurdity of which I am prepared to debate anybody, anytime, anywhere. I used to hold that position. I abandoned it after I did the research that needed to be done. We have what I call quasi-never-Trumpers. People who realize that they can't just be full-throated against Trump, so they'll do these six of one, half a dozen of the other. The good Trump and the bad Trump. Very, very clever. Very, very immature. And when we're in a battle like this, which is a, an incredibly crucial battle between good and bad, The quasi-never-Trumpers are just as bad as the never-Trumpers. 
I've got plenty more to say. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound, to help students understand what is noblest and best in yourself and the world. Hillsdale College's liberal arts education and vibrant campus community help students form a foundation for the rest of their lives, a truly life-defining experience. So if you're looking for a college that prizes learning and values intellectual enthusiasm, where everyone shares a strong sense of meaning and purpose, welcome to Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions. In addition to everything I mentioned in the first segment, now they leak his tax information. It is odd to me when we have some people in the conservative movement who dismiss this as old news. It's not old news. What the news here is not the fact of his tax information. The news here is that people are trying to destroy him in every way and means possible. Somebody or some group of people leaked official IRS data, tax information, proprietary private information of Donald Trump's to the New York Times. Is that not a big deal? They've alleged he's violated campaign law with non-disclosure agreements. Absolutely absurd, but they do. The Southern District. We've had Stormy Daniels prancing in front of television screens at CNN and MSNBC. And her felonious lawyer. The president is repeatedly called a racist. He's repeatedly called an anti-Semite. He's repeatedly said to be mentally unfit. What is left to try and do to this man? What is left? What you are watching, ladies and gentlemen, what you are watching is tyranny. It's right in front of your face. Make no mistake about it. Tyranny. I'll be right back. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arn argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life 
just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the George S. Patton of Talk Radio. Call him at 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. You know, ladies and gentlemen, these can be very, very dark times, but I don't think we should leave our general on the political battlefield all by himself, do you? We need to push back. We need to fight back in our individual ways, whether it's with our family and our communities, talk shows, what kind of TV or radio we decide to listen to, what kind of websites we decide to look at. We can have an influence too. And I'm trying behind this microphone, on my Fox show, on Levin TV, and in my new book to help push back. And it would be meaningless but for the back, the fact that I'm backed by millions and millions of you. Because otherwise nobody would care, would they? One of the things that motivated me to write my new book on freedom of the press is what you see swirling around now. Joel Pollack wrote a beautiful review. I didn't even ask him to write a review over there at Breitbart. And hopefully others will do the same. I'm not asking for people to write them, but hopefully others will. And um, one of the things you need to know is, for instance, Chapter 7. I wrote Chapter 7 with all of this in mind. What turns out is going on today. And Pollock, who has intellectual integrity, points out that From the day after the election, from over two years ago, pointing out spying going on in the Trump world, Trump campaign, to Mueller preparing an impeachment report, he points out, not me, that I've been in front of the curve in each and every instance. And the reason isn't because I'm Notre Dame. The reason isn't because, oh, you must have a high IQ. No. I'm my own man and I'm an independent thinker. And I've been around the block a few times as chief of staff to an attorney general in the Reagan administration. I've seen the independent counsel. I know the Constitution. I know the conflicts. I know what Congress does. The seventh chapter in the book is entitled The Truth About Collusion, Abuse of Power, and Character. Collusion, Abuse of Power, and Character. Why did I write this chapter? And by the way, A wonderful, wonderful friend of mine who's a liberal told me I should take the chapter out. Not only didn't take the chapter out, I made it stronger and longer. Collusion, abuse of power, and character. These are the main three subject areas that have been used by the media to try and destroy the president. No collusion. And yet I explain that there were presidents who colluded with foreign powers. There were politicians who colluded with foreign powers. And they got a completely different treatment by the media. Abuse of power. 
You hear this? Related to the president all the time. This president has not abused his power. In fact, he's been rather passive in the use of executive power. And character. Character. Again, this president is painted as a reprobate. But the fact is, real reprobates, when it comes to morality and ethics, have served in the Oval Office. Trump hasn't colluded. Trump hasn't abused his power. And certainly while he's been president, he hasn't done anything immoral. This chapter's crucial in undoing the lies that have been created. Just like the big lie now that he obstructed justice, so they get a bunch of former federal prosecutors to write a letter, which is made available timely just for these hearings. They try and take down the Attorney General. They've tried to take down the Secretary of State over there at MSLSD. It goes on and on. So we have to fight back. We have to push back. We have to fight back. We have to push back. Now, just so you know, I'm action as well as talk. Not only did I write this book, Unfreedom of the Press, which includes content we've been talking about now for for about a month. I'm going to do something I rarely do. I don't mean book signings. I'm going to do those too. But I'm going to do a concentrated media blitz. I am asked all the time to go on various TV shows. And I virtually always say no. But not this time. And so what we're going to do is the Friday before the book's released, I'm going to be on Hannity's TV show for a full hour, a special, where we're going to link all these issues on unfreedom of the press in the book. I'm going to be on other programs. Fox and Friends, Fox and Friends Sunday, Judge Janine, Waters World. And I have a big surprise for you on Life, Liberty, and Levin when the time comes. As well as other television programs. Because we have to generate a vigorous engagement here. And know exactly what's going on and what we're going to do about it. I'm going to be on virtually every affiliate radio station that I have. I don't mean just here behind the microphone, but I mean morning shows and afternoon shows. I'm going to work harder than I've ever worked, and I work very hard to get the message out, to push the agenda of liberty and civil society and republicanism, while the Democrats are pushing tyranny and impeachment. I didn't come to radio as a professional radio host. I came to radio as a patriot. As a person committed to our Constitution. I came to radio as somebody who had been an activist in the Reagan campaign way back in 76 and 80. Who served in his administration for eight years. I've been intimately involved in the Tea Party movement. I don't just talk about these things. I'm involved in these things. We've got a movement going on now that's very important. Convention of States, Article 5. 
I wrote an entire book on it. It's still out there. 14 states, as I recall. 14. That's a lot. And more to come. They're trying to help us. I'll use a coined word, reconstitutionalize this country. Because in so many ways, we live in a post-constitutional country. This may be the most important thing I'm doing right now. In all the years that I've been on radio, TV, all the years I've been at Landmark Legal Foundation, all the years I was on my own, I think we're at the precipice. I think we're at the precipice. It's not that Donald Trump is God. It's not that Donald Trump is perfect. This is a battle over Donald Trump, but it's a battle really even much broader than that. It's a battle for our values and traditions, the systems that we revere. It's a battle for our family, and I'll even say our faith. Look at what's lined up against us. Look at these other forces. Look what they're doing to our culture. Look what they're doing to our society. They don't even recognize the nation state and, and borders. They trash our founders. They dismiss them. They reject capitalism. Private property rights. They won't even allow us, if they have their way, to choose our own doctors. Or to arm ourselves. Yes, we're at the precipice. We're at the precipice. So those of you who listen to this radio program... Those of you who watch me on Levin TV, those of you who watch me on Fox, those of you who know me, now's the time to unite, to unite the Tea Party movement with the Article 5 movement, with the Reagan revolutionaries, with the Trump revolutionaries. Now's the time. There is no other time. This is it, in my humble opinion. And I've written many books. I've written many books. I'm proud of every one of them. And in one way or another, they've been involved in your activism. In helping you, I think, formulate ideas and arguments. And that matters. It matters big time. But now, we take on the toughest task in what I consider to be the toughest period in modern history. Modern history. What kind of a country do we want to live in? Now, if we don't protect our freedom of the press, then we won't have a freedom of the press. We'll have this media. Freedom of the press belongs to you. The Bill of Rights are about you. Just like freedom of speech, freedom of the press belongs to you. doesn't belong to these corporations that own these newsrooms. It belongs to you. Freedom of the press, the old printers, the old pamphleteers, the handful of newspaper men. That's what's meant by freedom of the press. You, freedom of speech and freedom of the press go hand in hand. When the press, that is the media, become a voice for one party, for one ideology, for social activism, then the press ceases to be a free press. 
And for the most part, that's the problem we have today. That's the problem we have today. So less than two weeks and counting now. I hope you'll join with me. You can acquire Unfreedom of the Press on Amazon.com and pre-order it now. So you'll have it. And we can hit the ground running. Because we don't have to stand still for this, you know. I'm not. Too much at stake, like the future. And I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimus.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. So many of the media allegations, and you're seeing them tonight, and I know you're upset, I know you're frustrated with what's taking place in Washington, D.C. And so many of the media allegations against President Trump and his administration are overwrought, and in many respects, utterly dishonest. To listen to and read their daily blitzkrieg of outrages against Trump and his administration. You would think that the president has corruptly used the instrumentalities of his office and executive authority in ways unimagined by past presidents and administrations. In truth, he has done no such thing. You would believe that he is some kind of flack or even mole for Vladimir Putin and the Russians. And you would conclude that he has damaged the office of the presidency with prurient personal behavior. But this Democratic Party press narrative began even before Trump entered the presidency, starting with his candidacy. And given its constant drumbeat in the press, it requires an unraveling to further demonstrate the overall unobjective and propagandistic nature of today's newsrooms and journalists. This is a big deal. It takes time, and it's not easy to unravel what's going on. And you know, you and me, we see the mob. We see the mob. The mob represented by the Democrats in Congress. The mob represented by most of the media. We see it. And it takes tenacity. It takes courage. It takes wisdom 
takes articulation to stand up against it. It's not a hard to hate Trump. It's not a hard to be a never Trumper. It's not a hard to be a liberal. It's not a hard to be in the media. And so they do. They hate Trump. It's easy. And if you really want to be liked and you're a Republican failure like a Joe Scarborough or a Nicole Wallace and the other reprobates, just attack Trump all the time. You'll get rich. You'll get attention. You'll get the base of the hardcore left. It's easy. But if you're like us, you cannot sell out your principles, and you will not. If you're like us, you're not part of the mob. You're an American citizen who still embraces the rule of law and the Constitution. Nancy Pelosi, Gerald Nadler, she represents San Francisco. He represents part of New York City, a liberal part. They're going to take down the Attorney General of the United States? They're going to take down the President of the United States? Well, they have to come through us, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know about you, but that ain't happening. I'll be back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Nancy Pelosi at the Washington Post today, being interviewed by Robert Costa. I want you to listen to this. Cut four, go. Can you hold him in contempt, Mr. McGahn, for refusing congressional demands? Well, we don't know that he has yet. Let's take it one step at a time. Let's see where it goes. And so let's said- stop right here. Notice, notice, Nancy Pelosi's controlling all these committees behind the scenes. Notice Robert Costa is not really serving as a journalist here. Can you hold him in contempt, Mr. McGahn, for refusing congressional demands? They have a majority. They can vote contempt all they want. That's not the question. The point is he was the president's lawyer. Congress can't force him to testify and get information from him since the discussions are covered by attorney-client privilege and executive privilege, the deliberative process, and the documents don't belong to him either. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know with Michael Cohen and the prosecutors there, all of a sudden attorney-client relations have been destroyed in order to get Trump This is another effort at that. Now, of course, the Democrats are creating the playbook for Republicans to use against a Democrat president. But here's what they know. They know a Paul Ryan type, a John Boehner type, a Mitch McConnell type will never do it. Because they don't play cutthroat like the Democrats. Go ahead. President is goading us into, wants to goad us into impeachment because that he knows, as uh, do I, that, that uh, that's a, not a good thing for the No, I told you yesterday, 
unlike I'm sure the parade of backbenchers, that this thing about Nancy Pelosi really reluctantly looking at impeachment, don't bring up impeachment, let's hang back from impeachment. All the analysis is BS. All the analysis out there that the Democrats are split. No, they're not. It's just that Nancy Pelosi's more diabolical. She's not going to be honest about it. If they feel they can impeach Trump, they will. If they feel they can't, they won't. But the point is to try and destroy him regardless. She's not against impeaching him. And look how she's circling. <laughs> Let's just keep doing the investigation, see what they get. <laughs> and as they do it, and as they plot in the back rooms, contempt and obstruction, and then they pull it all together and use these fancy words one day and put it in a document, and they list all the times the president wouldn't comply with a subpoena. These are outrageous subpoenas. doesn't matter. And they'll say, 714 times the president ignored our subpoenas. 414 times the president refused to allow people to testify. They think he's a... He thinks he's a king. And so that's what they're doing. They are creating... Not a crisis. They are creating a case that they can take to the media and won't take much to try and destroy the president. And then they're going to blame him for it. Now, again, I want to remind you of the first hour. The president is the victim here. The president was already criminally investigated for no reason whatsoever. The prosecutors abuse their power, their authority in putting out a report like this. The Democrats are using the report and not using the report. They're using whatever they can. They just voted for contempt. He wasn't held in contempt yet. That vote comes in the full body of the House. But they just voted for contempt in the House of uh, Judiciary Committee against a man who would have had to violate federal law in order to comply with their demand. Go ahead. Knows that, but he knows that I think that. Let's put it that way. He knows that I think that. But the 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 point is, is that every single day, whether it's obstruction, 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 obstruction. See, 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 see. There's no obstruction going on. He's asserting defenses and claims. That would be like you're in a courtroom. Let me try this. You're in a courtroom and the prosecutor says, the defendant is charged with X. The defendant is charged with Y. The defendant is charged with Z. And the defense counsel gets up and says, no, but the defendant in his defense that, oh, you're obstructing us. You're obstructing us. And every time you object, you're obstructing us. No, they're not. This is a process. And they're flopping out subpoena after subpoena after subpoena, outrage after... Listen, if the president were to comply with these subpoenas, half the administration would be busy collecting documents. If the president were to supply with these subpoenas, I want you to listen to me. He'd be giving them all his tax returns. He'd be giving them all the accountant information. He'd be giving all his business records. He'd be giving them all his finances. He'd be giving them all his bank account records. Now, that's outrageous. Otherwise, he's obstructing, obstructing, obstructing. If the attorney general complied with the subpoena that was sent to him. 
He'd be giving out classified information. He'd be giving out information on criminal investigations that are already going on, including with respect to Russia. He'd be giving out secret grand jury information. Oh, but you see, he's obstructing, obstructing, obstructing. And if we had a real media in this country, they would hold these Democrats to account. They would hold them to task, but they don't do it because they cheer them along. Because they're involved in the creation of an investigation like the special counsel. They've been spending over two years on the collusion lie. Now we're at the obstruction lie. Now we're at the constitutional crisis lie. Now we're at the contempt lie. Go ahead. Uh, People come to the table with facts, ignoring subpoenas and the rest. Every single day, the president is making a case He's, he's becoming self-impeachable in terms of some of the things that he well, is doing. Becoming self-impeachable. So she's circling, circling, circling like a buzzard. That's what she's doing. Then she has a good laugh. I want you to listen. This is again at the Washington Post. It's become a very unserious place. Cut five, Go. How far can you go on that front, Speaker Pelosi? <clears throat> Speaker Pelosi, could you hold the Secretary of Treasury, Stephen Mnuchin? Now, now listen to these questions. If he wouldn't raise his voice at the end with a question mark, it's as if he's encouraging her. Can you hold Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin in Knip? Mnuchin says, no, I'm not free to release the president's tax returns. To you. Oh, well, then we asked to round him up, you see. Go ahead. Some Democrats have even raised the prospect of arresting the Treasury Secretary if he does not comply with congressional... So they've talked about arresting the Secretary of Treasury, arresting the Attorney General of the United States. Just think about this. I don't ever recall a discussion like this. In in my entire lifetime, as applies to politics, arresting your political opponents now? Go ahead. Well, let me just say that we, we do have... Now, now, look here. This is the Washington Post, and people are applauding. They're applauding. Go ahead. A little jail down in the basement of the Capitol. <laughs> but if we were arresting all of the people in the administration... We would have overcrowded jail situation, and I'm not for that. Isn't that funny, folks? Isn't that funny? And, and you know, you have these freaks like Lloyd Doggett out of Texas and Stephen Cohen out of Tennessee. These are really sick people who get elected to Congress in these dark blue districts who've been talking about inherent, inherent contempt. What do you mean by that? Well, we went back and we read over 100 years ago, we used to have inherent contempt. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means we in the United States Congress, we can actually arrest an executive official and put them in jail. Really? And these people get time on CNN and MSNBC. Go ahead. But uh, I think that... uh the again getting to the committee richie neal's the chairman of the ways and means committee uh he has a path uh that very again all of this is so uh um, 
law and precedent based to, to do the right thing as we go forward. And there are several options. One of them is to go directly to court. Yes, yes. And Richie Neal, that is Rich Neal, congressman. Uh, he's the one going after the president's tax returns. Well, if he sits still long enough, they'll be leaked to him. And then everybody will love it. Except us. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, the same people who argue about the rule of law and the Constitution and what kind of society do we want to live in, that is, the people who are destroying all those things. Listen to this from the Washington Times. Stefan Denon, feds released 168,000 illegal immigrant family members into communities. The government is so overwhelmed by the border surge that it's already released 168,000 illegal alien family members directly into communities, the government said today. An ICE official made the revelation at a Senate hearing where she and other top immigration officials pleaded with Congress to do something to stop the surge of migrants that's overwhelming the system. April set new records with the Border Patrol nabbing more than 58,000 illegal immigrants traveling as families in that month alone. That was part of more than 109,000 illegal aliens nabbed border-wide, including at or between the ports of entry. And for the first time in history, nearly half of the adults arriving are bringing children with them looking to take advantage of the loopholes in U.S. policy that they believe, usually correctly, will earn them a foothold in the United States. They've received the message loud and clear, bring a child, you'll be released, Carla Provost, Chief of the Border Patrol, told Congress. The numbers have overwhelmed the entire system, with agents pulled off their line watch duties to feed babies formula, drive buses with migrants, and provide medical assistance. Officers have been pulled off their duty spotting drugs at the ports of entry to assist. Now, these same bastards in Congress who are trying to kneecap the President of the United States, who have committed six committees to destroying the President of the United States, refuse to do anything about what's going on in the southern border. For months, they used the talking point, manufactured crisis. For months. For months you heard it in the media. Manufactured crisis. Manufactured crisis. You don't hear it anymore. Because people who don't live in these border states and don't live in the border started to go to the border to see what the hell was going on. We have a disaster on the border for everybody involved. And the President of the United States wants to fix it. And he's obstructed by Nancy Pelosi, who has a hell of a lot of time to do these interviews. It's her second or third or fourth one this week. Laughing it up. One of the time 100. Celebrated. She's a clown. She's a tyrant. She's ineffective. She gets nothing done. But it doesn't matter. 
The country can go to hell. The military can go to hell. Federal law enforcement can go to hell. The border can go to hell. Healthcare can go to hell. The budget can go to hell. Nancy has one objective and one objective only. Power. She says obstruction, obstruction, obstruction. It's about power, power, power. She's a psychopath. A psychopath. And she's surrounded by people who are in powerful positions because she puts them in those positions. Yes, men and yes, women. Who the hell elect Nancy Pelosi? The people of San Francisco. But I didn't elect her, did you? Who the hell elect? Gerald Nadler. I didn't elect him, did you? Who the hell elected Elijah Cummings? I didn't elect him, did you? And we can go down the list. A handful of radical Democrats from dark blue areas of the country seek to rule by the iron fist and then try to convince as many Americans as possible that it is they who are defending the country, that it is they who are defending the vote, that it is they who are defending the government, that is the Constitution, when it is they who are destroying all three. All three. All this loose talk about impeachment, all this loose talk about indictment, all this loose talk about jailing members of the president's cabinet. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And then they laugh about it. To hear Sheila Jackson Lee accuse the president of taking a wrecking ball to the Constitution. Do liberals get any dumber than Sheila Jackson Lee? Yes, they do. The House is filled with them. One after another after another. Here's Lloyd Doggett. Lloyd Doggett brought on to CNN because he's so important. Cut 10, go. You don't want to uh, throw the AG in cuffs, though, right? I mean, you know well, that that would cause rancor and division that we certainly would have a hard time bearing in this current climate. All I want is for the attorney general to realize he has a responsibility to the public, not just as a personal attorney of Mr. Trump, and to comply with the law. So if we have a lawless attorney general or a lawless secretary of the Treasury or some other official, it is our responsibility as a co-equal branch of government to hold them accountable. Now, I, hear I, I don't want to throw him in jail, but I'm ready to do so. You hear this? It's a freak show. It's an embarrassment to the, to, to the nation, to the whole world, what's happening here. We are a constitutional republic. And we have people trying to destroy us from within. And wave around the Constitution while they do it. Now, we have Republican districts that elected many of these Democrats. And by electing many of these Democrats who claim to oppose Pelosi, every damn one of them voted for Pelosi to be their leader. These Democrats are elected in Republican districts claiming to be moderates. They are behind all this. Without them, they wouldn't have a majority on the House Judiciary Committee. They wouldn't have a majority on the House Ways and Means Committee, the, high, the, uh, the House Finance Services Committee, the House Oversight Committee. They wouldn't have any of these committees. And so when you voted, you Republicans, in these districts for these Democrats, 
You suburban women. You created this. And now these hardcore, radical, left-wing Democrats are using you to destroy the president. Of freedom. You know, you're one of the greatest champions of freedom in this country, if not in the English-speaking world, Mark. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. You know, the countdown to Mother's Day is quickly ticking away. And if you haven't already picked out the perfect 1-800-Flowers bouquet for Mom, you have to act fast. Now, my niece... Sarah, who is a wonderful, wonderful young lady. She contacted me yesterday. And she said, Uncle Mark, why don't we send flowers to Grandma, my mother, at her burial site? This is true. I feel I can share these things with you and my audience. You're like, family in many respects and so today we did that with 1-800-Flowers it's tough when you lose your mom isn't it many of you know this and then Mother's Day comes it's a tough thing anyway beat the Mother's Day rush and save yourself some time waiting in line visit 1-800-Flowers.com today And right now, 1-800-Flowers will give you 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for only $29.99. Now that's an offer that mom would approve of. And this is an amazing value. With a bright and beautiful mix of premium roses and a rainbow of colors, these blooms are guaranteed to show mom just how much she's loved. Multicolored roses are the perfect way to surprise all the moms in your life. Wife, sister, grandma. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak from Premier Farms and shipped overnight to ensure freshness. 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for only $29.99 is an amazing offer. But hurry, because it expires Thursday, tomorrow. Trust 1-800-Flowers to make mom feel loved. Order right now from 1-800-Flowers.com to order 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for only twenty nine ninety nine. And for details, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Now, you'll come to their homepage. Up in the right-hand corner, there's a radio icon. Click the icon and enter code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. I ask you to please enter code LEVIN so you can get that special discount and so they know that you heard this from my program. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. Harry because this fantastic offer ends tomorrow. And that's what it is. It's a fantastic offer. Let's go to David, Albuquerque, New Mexico, the great K-E-H-N, excuse me, K-E-N-N. Go. Hey, Mark, how is the most knowledgeable man in broadcasting doing today? Well, aren't you kind? Thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm more than kind. I'm accurate. Thank you. Um. What I called about is I, I called when I heard you 
talk about uh, that say that this is tyranny, and then shortly after that, you uh, asked, posed, you know, what are we going to do about this? And so I picked up the phone, dialed you, had a pretty good conversation with your screener. Hopefully, I can do equally as well here. Um, the uh, it's it's my opinion that we're doing fairly well uh, with uh, Trump in office. And uh, we're still in the game, and as, as long as he's there, let's, we'll see who his replacement is uh, after an eight-year term and uh, see how we're doing then. But if we backslide after Trump, it's my opinion that we need to point to where tyranny is most prominent in our founding documents, which is the Declaration of Independence, which I, I had a discussion with you about a year ago on that subject, and now it's back again. Um, where we are today, in my opinion, and feel free to jump in anytime you want, but uh, is uh, we're in a state where there is actually more tyranny today than there was at the time of the founding of the country that prompted the uh, rebellion and the revolution. And as to what we might do about it, one is, like I said, we're still in the game with Trump, and we'll see what comes after. Yeah, but once it, uh, if we determine that we are no longer in the game, then I think it's time to point to those founding documents and point out the fact that there is more tyranny going on now than at that time, and that uh, the, the rules of the game are clearly written, they're not being adhered to, and therefore we choose to no longer play the game, and we, we're sidestepping Well, it you. depends what we mean by this. Now, there is a movement un- un- underway right now that I think everyone should try and get behind. It's called Convention of States, Article 5. It's a very, very important movement. I've written about it, again, in the Liberty Amendments. Uh, and we use the, the states and the state legislatures to get our federal government and federal constitution back. I do think this. I don't know, and thank you for your call, David. I do think this. I don't know how... The left, the media, the Democrats, the activist judges, I don't know how they expect millions and millions of people to comply with their decrees, with their laws, with their rules, when they reject the Constitution and laws that they don't like. I've never understood how judges can believe that their opinions, their edicts, must be followed to the letter. Even if their opinions and their edicts violate the Constitution by twisting it in some way. And so, if we're not supposed to follow the Constitution, why would we follow a judge's opinion? If the Democrats aren't going to play fair and follow the rule of law, then why should we? And so what you get is the rule of the jungle over time the destruction of the civil society, and you're witnessing it. Every time the Democrats come in power, they're lighting fuses all over the place. Obama brought in anti-Semitism into the Democrat Party, in my humble opinion. Certainly exploited it. Certainly exploited it. You now have the Democrats who are abusing their power in these, in these committees, they've created a new precedent for, again, destroying traditions and systems that are in place. It was Chuck Schumer who first started filibustering federal judges, not Mitch McConnell. 
Mitch McConnell reacted to that. These people do not believe in the sanctity of these institutions. They're power hungry. They're egomaniacs. In many cases, they're, they're psychotic. I believe that. You want the best explanation for these people? Read Rediscovering Americanism. That's too long. Read the first chapter of Ameritopia. What these people are doing isn't new. But they are destroying this country from within. There's absolutely no question about that. John, San Francisco, California, the great KSFO. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Mark. And before I talk about anything political, my condolences on the death of your dad a few months ago. Um, I'm about your age. I know what you've gone through, and it sounds like your dad was a great person. You know, he was, and so was my mother, and they passed away four months apart, if you can believe that. Unbelievable. But anyway, uh, other people have even worse things to deal with, children who pass away and they send their young men and women off to war and they don't come back. So I understand all that. There's perspective, but it's still very, very sad. Anyway, go right ahead, John. Thank you. Yeah, my, my question today is about this new phrase in the news, uh, inherent contempt of Congress. I'm yeah. an attorney, <laughs> but I, I have a constitutional law question for you. Yes. As some of the more extreme people in the media and even a member of Congress from Maryland named Jamie Raskin. Oh, and by the way, he's a radical kook and always has been. They're talking about Congress actually not only finding the attorney general in contempt, but also specifying a compulsion or penalty. And it seems to me that once that happens, the attorney general and the administration should be able to go directly into the nearest court with jurisdiction and enjoin that process because there's no due process for the executive branch. It's similar to a bill of attainder. And mm-hmm. lastly, nobody can be compelled to break the law. Mm-hmm. You're right on all fronts. But this is what the Democrats are doing, my friend. They're making that which is political legal and that which is legal political. So every time you try and pin them down, they move from one category into the next. Oh, well, we're not really practicing law here, uh, but he did obstruct justice, you know. And by the way, anything we do is okay because we're a co-equal branch and, you know, we can decide these things on a political basis. It is, it is a real slimy game they're playing. But you're right. In the end... From a legal perspective, they shouldn't win. But, you know, I don't even trust these judges anymore. All right, my friend? Thank you very much. All right, you take care of yourself. I'm about to post something that is very difficult to watch. And I'm linking to our buddy Brian over there at the Right Scoop. It's an Orthodox Jew who's minding his own business, who's walking down the streets of... of, uh, Williamsburg. And he is sucker punched in the head from behind. I'll be curious to know how many in the media will cover this. We'll play this video. We're about to put it up on my social sites. It's hard to watch. Uh, But this is going on more and more and more. It's uh, really quite sad. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
By the way, not Williamsburg, Virginia. Williamsburg, part of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, you have uh, a Hasidic Jew who's walking down the street minding his own business. And a black gentleman runs behind him and just roundhouses him with a right from behind so the Jewish gentleman didn't see it coming. He staggers, he picks up his yarmulke, picks up his hat, and then starts running after the felon. I hope there's enough video out there, or if anybody knows who did this, that you inform the NYPD. Um, I see things like this, and it's going on more and more and more in Brooklyn and other parts of New York, uh, where particularly... Hasidic Jews are under attack. <clears throat> um, it just it just has the smell of the 1930s, doesn't it, Mr. Producer? People walking down the street and just punched and abused and assaulted for nothing because of the garb they wear and and their hair and so forth. You know, uh, when you go to France now. They tell Jews, do not, do not wear anything that will reveal that you're Jewish. No Star David, no mezuzah, no yarmulke, nothing. Because you're likely to be assaulted. You're likely to be assaulted. Now think about that. More and more in Germany, too. More and more in Germany. Why is that, I wonder? Well, I know why, and so do you. I know why, and so do you. Mother's Day's coming up, and there's absolutely nothing most of us wouldn't do to make sure the special moms in our life are happy, right? Sherry's Berries has special Mother's Day berries designed just for mom. They're topped with chocolate chips, pink shimmer sugar, and swizzles. You choose your delivery date to ensure mom gets your gift of Sherry's Berries exactly when you want her to. And your satisfaction is always guaranteed. Now, I went on this site yesterday. And I'm going to tell you something. They do a beautiful, beautiful job. Not only, not only are there Sherry's Berries and other products there, I mean, just luscious looking. They are luscious tasting. Don't wait until the last minute on this. Visit berries.com today. To order freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 for the moms, the moms in your life. To make mom really happy, you can double the berries for just $10 more. And these are huge strawberries, by the way. Mother's Day, if you haven't figured it out, is Sunday, May 12th. It's getting there. You're a few days away. So you need to go to berries.com immediately. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click that microphone again and hit code or type in code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. You go to berries.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and please, see, I play, say please. And please enter code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. One more time, berries.com, click the microphone, please enter code L-E-V-I-N, LEVIN. All right, let's take another call here. See who we have. Let's go to Mike. 
Sunshine, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go. Uh, thank you, Mark. Um, many years ago, you sent me your father's book uh, on Abraham Lincoln's inauguration, and I hope that we can have you sign it one day. All right. Well, you know I'm going to be uh, at a couple of places for book signings. Uh, here in Northern Virginia? Tyson's Corner. Uh, Barnes and Noble. All right, let me read these real fast. Saturday, hang on though. Saturday, May twenty fifth, one p.m. at Bookends on Ridgewood Avenue, Ridgewood, New Jersey. Look forward to it. We've been there many times. Wonderful bookstore. Wonderful town. Sunday, May twenty sixth, one p.m. will be a book review. Been there many times in Huntington, New York. Wonderful place. Wonderful town. I think Brian Kilmeade's going to be joining me there. Saturday, June first. Barnes and Noble. This one is for you, Mike. Uh, Tyson's Corner Mall, McLean, Virginia, 10 a.m., Saturday, June 1st. And then Saturday, June 8th, 1.30 p.m., a full day, half a day into the night, at the Reagan Library. Uh, it's all sold out, but I believe you can come there to still get books signed. You can check out their website, the Reagan Library, June 8th. So you'll be able to, you'll be able to do that if you want, Mike. Well, June 1st, I've marked it on the calendar. All right, uh, brother. I, I, um, a couple things. You know, the, the, the soft coup uh, is over, and I think now what's happening is that we're, there, there's an eye towards 2020. And I, I don't think Nancy Pelosi has it in her to bring articles of impeachment. I think this is all about you know, the, the, the election in November of next year. But I wanted your thoughts on Al Green. When he said that, you know, we need to impeach this man before he's reelected. It's such for someone in our legislature to say that publicly, it's the the social contract is destroyed in my mind. Mm -hmm. I'd like your thoughts. Thank you. Well, you're right. And what's happening now is the Democrat Party wants to use impeachment uh, as a process for reversing election results. They want to use impeachment um, to counter election results they don't like. That's all they have on Trump. They don't have anything else. They should be ashamed of themselves, but they're incapable of it. So uh, I agree. That's what Al Green... Al Green's been pushing articles of impeachment from day one. And uh, Waxine... uh, Waxine. Yeah, pretty much. Maxine Waters has been out there hollering about impeachment from day one. You know, the Democrats, uh, the media... Conservative media like to say that the Democrat Party is AOC's party. No, it's not. It's Maxine Waters' party. Loud, radical, and obnoxious. That's the Democrat Party. All right, folks, we have a big, powerful hour left. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. This is our final hour. Stick with us. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I am posting the following statement on my social media, which reads millions of you. The Democrats are playing with political fire. They're setting the stage for reversing the 2016 election results 
and disenfranchising some 60 million Americans. That's what all these staged committee investigations and subpoenas are about. As I've been saying, this is a coup effort and a grave mistake. Using the Constitution to destroy the Constitution will not go down well with tens of millions of citizens. I mean every word of that. Now, when I post things on my social sites, crackpot websites like Mediate and others, they jump for it, and that's okay. I'm also giving them some friendly advice. That when you screw around with a country like this, and when you abuse the rule of law while claiming to uphold the law, when you disenfranchise millions and millions and millions of Americans because you don't like their choice, when you keep referring to them in loathsome terms, and I could go on, there are consequences for this. When you embrace Antifa, as Chris Cuomo has, as Don Lemon has, as have so many in the Democratic Party media, when you should be counseling against violence, you're promoting hate. That's what you're doing. When you allow somebody like Joe Scarborough, somebody like Mika Brzezinski, on a cable television network, who spend their entire morning spewing hate and vitriol, poison, references to Hitler and racism, you're inciting people. You're inciting people. And that's what the media are doing today. We have somebody named Jackie Spears. She was on CNN. Now keep in mind, I wouldn't know what Jackie Spears was saying unless she was on one of these networks. So they promote these people. They promote these people. Listen to this. Cut eight. Go. It's coming up on whether to hold Attorney General William Barr in contempt for refusing to hand over an unredacted version of the Mueller report. What is what does this really do? Does this really do anything in the end? Well, this is turning up the heat. There's no question that holding him in contempt will then throw it to the courts, and we will have to hope that that will be expedited. The Congress has the right to access the underlying documents. All right, let's stop there. Congress doesn't have plenary authority, ladies and gentlemen. Congress has to follow the Constitution, too. There are many articles in the Constitution. They're in one article. The law enforcement apparatus is not in Congress. The executive apparatus is not in Congress. The Department of Justice is not in Congress. The U.S. Attorney's offices are not in Congress. The grand jury is not part of Congress. They don't have a right to access underlying documents, every single document, just because they're members of Congress. They have a right to legitimate oversight. There's certain things they don't have a right to. Period. We're a co-equal branch. But you don't act like it. There's certain things you don't have a right to. Including grand jury information. And classified information in some cases. 
You don't have a right to underlying documents per se. And they're not challenged on this. It's just, well, okay, you want underlying? Okay, go ahead, go get it. What was the point of the Mueller investigation anyway? Apparently it doesn't mean anything. So why did we go through all that? Why did you and I have to pay for that? Why did we get two, three years of this nonstop propaganda from the media about collusion? Why was that any of that necessary if it didn't put an end to this? Go ahead. Mueller report. There's no question about that. I can't imagine a court uh, ruling otherwise. But they are throwing every obstacle uh, in our way because the president has, in many respects, become a dictator. So now Trump has become a dictator in many respects. Because he wants to protect his own bank accounts. Because he wants to protect his own uh, communications with his own accountants. Because he wants to protect his own communications with his own White House lawyer. Because he wants to protect the criminal justice system and the grand jury system. He's become a dictator? Does this clown even know what a dictator is? A dictator would be somebody, let's say we had a president who thought he could legislate. After saying dozens of times he couldn't legislate. But let's say he just decided to write a law, and we'll call it DACA, just for the hell of it. DACA, DACA. And he writes it, and he has his secretary of the Department of Homeland Security issue it. This is the law. I'm sorry, but Congress looked at this stuff, and they didn't vote. That's the law. Now, that's a dictator. That would be a dictator. How about this one? Let's say we had a president who used funds out of the State Department indirectly, but nonetheless, to try and influence the election in an actual democracy like Israel, to try and defeat the sitting prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. Well, that's what Obama did. Wouldn't that be a dictator? Anyway, go ahead. Trying to prevent. Ah, shut up, you idiot. Congress is filled with idiots. You folks out there, and there aren't many in this audience, thankfully, but you folks out there who want to surrender your health care decision to these people, you want to surrender your college decisions to these people, you want to surrender all this authority to these people. Do you realize what you're dealing with here? When you watch these hearings, when you listen to these idiots being interviewed, why would you want to give your liberty and your money to these fools to make decisions in lieu of you making your own decisions? It's incredible. In many respects, uh, he's become a dictator. Where's my Chardonnay? Where's my Chardonnay? He wants to take a wrecking ball to the Constitution. He's become a dictator. Uh, He's a fascist. He is Hitler. He's Stalin. And then they say, can we tone down the language that we're using uh, here? What's wrong with your right-winger types and Trump? I mean, the language he uses. Can you tone it down? But he's a dictator, and he's Hitler, and he's Stalin, and he's Mussolini. He's a racist. He's an anti-Semite. He's a this. Can you tone it down? No, but that's coming from you because we're righteous. Jackie Spear. He's becoming a dictator in many respects. Why? Because he's standing up for the executive branch? Let's hear a voice of reason. 
And I really like this guy, Jim Jordan. Remember they tried to destroy him about a year ago? Hey, listen, we got these uh, wrestlers, and they say that this stuff went on here in the locker room, and Jim Jordan had to know about it, but he didn't. But he had to know about it, and we're going to infer that he did know about it, therefore he didn't do anything about it. It was a lie, because they tried to take out Jim Jordan, the way they tried to take out all the good guys. That's play cut 11. Go. Bill Barr is following the law, and what's his reward? Democrats are going to hold him in contempt. I don't think I don't think today's actually about getting information. I don't think it's about getting the unredacted Mueller report. I don't think last week's hearing was actually about having staff question the attorney general. I think it's as my colleague said earlier, I think it's all about trying to destroy Bill Barr because Democrats are nervous. He's going to get to the bottom of everything. He's going to find out how and why this investigation started in the first place. And this, of course, is one of the reasons we've talked about this right out of the box. They want to destroy Barr and Trump and everybody else. Because can you imagine if we ever really got to the bottom of what took place here? It already is the greatest scandal in American history, as far as I'm concerned. The greatest scandal in American history. And the vast majority of the media didn't break it. And they ignore it to this day. And Mr. Clouseau... That would be Mr. Mueller, who was looking for Russian ties into the campaign, somehow missed all of the efforts by the Democrats and the left and his former FBI and their ties in trying to prevent Donald Trump from being a a candidate, let alone being president of the United States. Somehow Mr. Mueller missed it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Sessions today was at a conference and um, interviewed by Stephanie Rule. Who is she? She's a she's a MSLSD uh, flunky. Stephanie Rule, an MSLSD flunky. Cut twelve. Go. Another word is spying. Uh, your successor, Bill Barr, uh, referred to the wait, FBI. Wait, 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 wait. Why, why is spying a controversial word? It's a word, you know. It's a word. Spying. The real word. Go ahead. As it related to the campaign as spying. Yesterday, Christopher Ray of the FBI said words matter, and that is not how he would characterize what happened. What would you say? Well, I think Chris Ray, didn't he say that um, that's one way of saying it? He wouldn't have said it that way. Uh, I think that spying is a perfectly good word. And then they had this... Uh, lady apparently that was sent in to Papadopoulos uh is that a spy I mean I don't know uh so I just would say I take more facts to come out I, I think that's a mountain out of a molehill myself it's a mountain out of a molehill meaning the debate over the word spy see this is what they left media do to us let uh, me uh, spy they talk about collusion on and on and on. Then you mention collusion. They, well, why do you mention collusion? That's not a crime. Excuse me. You people never stop talking. No, no, it's not a crime. You can't be guilty of collusion. You said he was guilty of collusion. 
The hack congressman you brought on your show said collusion, collusion. They're guilty. They got all kinds of evidence. The president was colluding with Russia. And by the way, we're still waiting for the evidence. Adam Schiff, you piece of crap. That's what he is. There, I said it. Mark, why don't you tone it down? Why the hell should I? Do they tone it down? This isn't NPR. National Pubic Radio? No. Government doesn't fund me. Uh, then we have James Comey. Will this creep ever go away? Hasn't he done enough damage to this country? This guy is a sleazeball extraordinaire. There he is running the FBI. All of them are gone. All of them are under investigation. All of them are leakers under James Comey. But they love James Comey. So he's on this morning on CBS. Who, by the way, just got rid of this Nora O'Donnell. You know what? They, they made her the, the anchor of the CBS evening news. <laughs> Bye, CBS. Bye. Cut 13. Go. So when you see him using the word spying and um, collusion. So, now, now, now that's just, so you see, folks, the media do not want us to use the word spying. You see how they're pushing this? The media do not want us to use the word spy. There's not a dime's worth of difference between the Democrats and the media, which is why in my new book I call them the Democrat Party media. Just like we had a political party media in the early 1800s, right into 1860 or so, we have it today. The difference is it's just one party that's represented. Hence the Democratic Party media. Listen to these people. Oh, the word spy. You agree with the word spy? Spy. What the word spy? Collusion. Oh, we don't mean collusion. We collaboration and conspiracy. Now, that's the, those are the words. Go ahead. No, we all know, and we've talked about it over and over again, that collusion is not a matter of, of law. See, see, see. Wait a minute. Uh, did we say collusion for two and a half, three years? We didn't mean collusion. You know, collusion's not a law. I mean, we've been talking about this over and over. How can the president be guilty of collusion? It's not a law. All of a sudden, he's not guilty of collusion. They say, well, now, wait a minute. Wait, uh, the collusion's not a law. This is the press. And, of course, they're asking James Comey, who's an authority on nothing. Go ahead. Lawyers. But he's using the words that the president uses. Yeah, and that's what concerns me. He's a very smart person. So this, by dead. the way, this is an attack on Barr by Comey. Go ahead. Accidentally, when he uses the word spying, I think he means the FBI investigated with good reason to try and understand whether any Americans were part of the Russian effort to attack our democracy. Uh, now we have John Dickers. He was demoted. He was kicked out of the CBS this morning, or will be soon, and sent to 60 Minutes. Everybody's sent to 60 Minutes now because nobody watches 60 Minutes anymore. Remember when you were a kid, you watched 60 Minutes, and they'd have the camera like under the guy's right nostril, and you could see his not. Anyway, remember that? You could see him sweating. You could see his pores and everything. Boy, that was good reporting, shoving a camera in somebody's face. But he wasn't done, Comey. Cut 14, go. The attorney general says he believes spying occurred in looking after the president's uh, then-campaign. What do you think about that? Yeah, See, no what do you we... think about that, Jim? Uh, you know, spying. 
We brought you on here to debunk the word spy. Uh, We really don't want to use the word spy uh, when it applies to what the senior level of the FBI did to Donald Trump. So what do you think about that, Jim? Go ahead. Talking about the FBI doesn't spy. The FBI investigates. Yeah, the FBI does spy. Guys, okay. The FBI does spy. And that's usually good. But in this case, it's bad. And so he says they investigate. Spying is part of investigating. It's not in lieu of investigating. When you go to the FISA court, you don't go to the FISA court to investigate per se. You go to to spy, to surveil, which is part of an investigation. You do a whole lot of things as part of an investigation. The FBI doesn't spy, but the senior level of the FBI did spy. Of this, there's no, there's no debate. So now that we know they did spy, now you have to deny the word spy and call it investigate. Because that way they can say, we never spied. Trump was wrong two years ago when he listened to Levin. That's right. We never spot. We investigated. Oh, okay. We stand corrected yet again. The word collusion is not a crime, as we've said before, so they cleared him of nothing, the media said. So why'd you have a special counsel investigating nothing? And the word spy really means investigate. Therefore, there wasn't any spying. You follow this, folks? I'll be right back. Levin says today what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Now, Dan Abrams is the son of actually a really good lawyer. Dan is not. I don't know what kind of law Dan Abrams ever practiced. And yet he is a legal analyst at ABC News. Legal analyst at ABC News. Never did anything particularly Remarkable in the law, much like Jeffrey Tubin, another legal analyst. Anyway, this guy, Abrams, of course, he is an objective journalist, started a website called Mediaite. And Mediaite, like so much media, is a left-wing site. Let me read you some of the headlines. Juan Williams clashes with Fox co-hosts over Trump's finances. He had his daddy to bail him out. That's from Josh Feldman. Who's he? Who knows? Senate Intel Committee has reportedly subpoenaed Donald Trump Jr. Let's see. Must see. Oh, that doesn't matter. Meghan McCain's husband loses it on Seth Meyers. Con artist. CNN paddle ridicules Trump's reported huge financial losses, opposite of the Midas touch. John Kelly says influence of Trump's family in White House has to be dealt with. Meghan McCain gets super testy with Seth Meyers over Ilhan Omar. Are you her publicist? Aaron Burnett to Democrat rep. If things are so dire, what's stopping you from pursuing impeachment? Klobuchar defends Me Too movement questioning of Kavanaugh at Fox News Town Hall. 
Representative, Democrat representative, commends GOP-led Senate Intel Committee for Don Jr. subpoena. Thank God there's some bipartisan. Oh, that's by Tamara Auber. I don't know if Tamara's a guy or a gal, but does it matter? Maybe to Tamar. Fox News. The Five slammed Seth Myers over Megan McCain interview. He looked like a white knight for Omar. Art of the Deal writer buries Trump over report on his finances. Would be fine if they took the book out of print. It goes on like this. Just hit after hit after hit. And the founder, the owner of this site, is Dan Abrams, the objective journalist over there at ABC News. See, this is how they do it. So he sets up this site where he really can vent by hiring a bunch of left-wing kooks. Now, this guy, Art of the Deal writer, is everywhere trashing Donald Trump. He made money off of Donald Trump. These people have no conscience whatsoever. More, Washington Post columnist says his White House hard pass was revoked as part of a mass purge. Torture memos author... Trump's blanket denial of congressional subpoenas would be unprecedented. So they cherry-pick the news. 98% of the time it is to trash Trump, trash Trump supporters, trash a conservative host on the Fox News channel. This is how Dan Abrams goes about trashing conservatives, trashing Fox, trashing the president, while he's an objective journalist over there at ABC News. And he's glued that squirrel to the top of his head, too. That he inherited from his father, I think. No offense, I'm just saying. Really quite obvious. You know, every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. A dear friend of mine, a brilliant man, Hillsdale College President Larry Arn, he argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. Did I pronounce that correctly? Nicomachean Ethics. I've read it. It's kind of hard to pronounce. Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. Stick with me. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Now you can register. You can register for free for this course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life. Featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. You know, there really are about ten geniuses of geniuses that ever walked this earth that we know of. Aristotle was one of them. Da Vinci was another. It's a handful. In just ten on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. If you take this course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. Now you can learn how to lead a good life, just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All right. Let's see something here. Mike, East Brunswick, New Jersey, XM Satellite. Go. Mark, thanks for taking my call. You bet. You know, Mark, I'm really not too surprised by the current Democratic strategy to insist that this administration bar 
Mnuchin do things that they're legally precluded from doing and then trying to score points that way. You know, it was the same thing when we had the so-called family separation crisis. Mm-hmm. You might remember that Chuck Schumer was on every, before every camera you could get in front of saying, uh, Donald Trump must resolve this by executive order. Trump would say, hey, look at, you know, Article 1, Section 8, Paragraph 4 of the Constitution. Do your job, Congress. Legislate something. Legislate something that will counteract this uh, California decision, and we could solve this uh, uh, crisis. Ted Cruz proposed a great piece of legislation. But once again, you have Chuck Schumer saying, it's just, no, legislation is not the way to go. Any legislation is a non-starter, even though he knew so well that the administration you, you You make a brilliant point, and here's the thing. When is the last time Congress legislated in a productive way. We have our tax cuts and so forth, but they don't legislate when it comes to reducing the debt. They don't legislate when it comes to securing the border. There's, there's, There's many things that Congress could actually be doing. They now control the House of Representatives. Can you tell me one damn thing useful that's come out of the House of Representatives? I gotta fail that quiz, Mark. I'm sorry about that. The answer is there's nothing. They have some liberal crazy-ass proposals, they wrap them up and say, well, look at this, voting rights, which, of course, is the opposite of what it is, of what they say it is. But truly, they haven't proposed anything useful to the American people. Nothing. All right, my friend, you you make a great point. I appreciate it. Claudio, Rockford, Illinois, the great W-R-O-K. Go. Hey, good evening, Mark. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, uh, first thing, I I heard in your first hour that you're going to do the media blitz, and uh, thank you for doing that because uh, uh, it's needed, uh, and I urge all the Lebanites to be praying for you as you embark on that, and, and also to pray for our president, because I don't know if anybody else could just take the abuse that this, this man I, I think you're right. I don't know how he does it, the poor guy. I really don't. This is unbelievable. But, and then that leads me to that this is not just a battle that we're going to be fighting in the chambers of Congress, but this is also a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. But my, 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 uh, my question to you is, is that the Democrats are spending so much energy and effort into digging into, and they probably have the means to, to go and dig things up and, uh, and present it and lie and spin. But where are the Republicans? And I'm not mm-hmm. talking the never-Trumpers, but where are the Republicans? I, I know that Devin Nunes has done a tremendous job, and we hear those reporters from Sarah Carter, John Solomon, uh, the, the, your, your, your platform, Hannity, and you have these breaking news tonight, breaking news, breaking news. But where are these? Well, this, you're right. I mean, there are a handful of them in the House who are quite strong, and I can't think of any right now in the Senate. Can you? I, I don't know. I don't. Well, if they do or say something, we don't hear it. Mm-hmm. And 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 then on top of that, you know, it, you know, interestingly enough, I'm wrong. The Senate it seems to be Lindsey Graham, doesn't it? Well, Lindsey Graham is doing his part, but again, I don't know if it's a if it's a timing before everything gets get put under the. No, spotlight. they don't. They don't care for Trump. They don't but care I, for I, Trump. One more thing, I just an observation, real quick, if I may. Um, just a few days ago, uh, the the loser Hillary was on the Rachel Maddow show, and she made a statement uh, asking the Chinese if they wanted to somehow 
pick yeah, up. Yeah, she was. She thought she was telling a good joke. Right, but isn't it uh, kind of like a few days later? Here, here, all of a sudden, you know, here's these uh, these reports of these uh, findings of of of, of uh, uh, taxes from Donald Trump from years and years and years ago. So it's like. Who's colluding with whom here? Well, what's interesting is Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton did collude with the Chinese, the Chinese military. And I have this in my new book, too, on freedom of the press. So you want to talk about collusion? Let's talk about collusion. And one of the examples I use is when the Chinese military poured millions of dollars into the DNC, into the Clinton campaign for his reelection. Of course, he was reelected. They would not appoint a special prosecutor. Uh, the Democrats had no interest in this whatsoever, and after a little while, the press dropped it all together. And so this was this was an enormous example of collusion, which is why I have it in the book, and I think it's going to be very, very important to remind people of this. Claudio, I want to thank you. Excellent call. And that's why I think, ladies and gentlemen, this is so important. I want, to re- I want you to remember things that have happened in the recent past as well as the distant past. The idea that Trump colluded with Russia— but the Clintons didn't collude with China. It's just so bizarre and outrageous. And the media treated both, well, they treated them differently. They treated them completely differently. No special prosecutor. None of this millions of subpoena stuff. It's an outrage what's being done to this president. It's an outrage what they call this president. It's an outrage what they're doing to him. This is a man who gave up a business worth billions of dollars. I don't care what they leak. He gave up a business worth billions of dollars to serve his country. And this is what he gets for it. This guy's going to go down in history. He's going to go down in history. And he's going to go down in history as a great president. And he's become a great president because of his enemies. More than anything else. Because he's been, over to, he's been able to overcome one obstacle after another. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Express VPN. You know, you think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people, right? Well, you may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong. They want your data. They want your credit card information, your bank information. They want your money, and they're good at it. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. And when you leave your Internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why I decided to take action. Now, to protect myself from cyber criminals, I use the best. It's called ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your Internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, and your tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN actually takes one click, and then you're protected. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen, and so can you. It's less than 7 bucks a month, and you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. 
ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. And listen to this. It comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your online activity. Protect your privacy. Today, find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash mark. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash mark for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark to learn more. Let's continue, shall we? Ryan, Miami Beach, Florida, XM Satellite, go. Oh, hey, Mark. It's an honor to speak to you. You, you are the great one. And, uh, Thank you. I just wanted to say uh, I just ordered uh, four of your, uh, your, your book. I can't wait to get it. And, Thank uh, you. I know you're going to love it. And, and the more um, people who read it, the better. Go right ahead. The, the last caller that you had pointing out that the Republicans haven't been doing much, it, it's, it's really Trump versus the establishment. And, and these Republican establishment guys that are in office, this is why we elected Trump in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, they, these guys have huge benefits. They, 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 they're not doing anything. I mean, Obamacare is an example. These guys mm-hmm. don't even have Obamacare. They have their own health care plans. Mm-hmm. You know, we elected Trump because... Hold on now. They have their own health care plans? They have their own pension plans? You wear that? Doing anything. They're not in Social Security, these guys, either. Did you know that? Uh, that I didn't know. Yeah, they, they set it up all for themselves. Yeah, so you're right. Uh, he's the he's the anti He's well, what should we call the anti-establishment? There's no question about it. Ryan, God bless you, my friend. Thank you very much. Patty, Orlando, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Oh, Mark Levin, I love you so very much, and I pray Thank for you, you and Thank your you. whole family every day for your safety and for your your health. And God bless you. You're a gift from God to us. And I think the American people, the citizens of the USA that did not vote for any of these Democrats, despots, traitors to our country, we need to write them letters and tell them that we, the American citizens of the United States of America, hold their Congress in contempt of we people. All right, my friend, I appreciate that very much. Bob, Newark, New Jersey, Sirius Satellite, go. Yes, sir. I was just trying to wrap my head around the whole idea of the legislative branch of our government being able to subpoena people like they're a court, mm-hmm. saying that they're going to have people arrested like they are, again, a court, you know, a judicial branch when that's not what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, our right. legislative branch. And I just, you know. And I'm, by the way, how are they doing with that? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, uh. All right. I'm, I'm with you, bro. I feel your, uh, your frustration. I really do. A friend of mine asked me uh, today, he said, how do you do this every day, having to dive into this? I said, you have to. You have to. You keep your sanity through your family, through your faith, through your principles, and your values. But you got to jump into this. If you're in my shoes, that's what you have to do. you got to deal with it. you got to wrestle this to the ground. And then I, I have the benefit after the full day of, of talking to you, millions and millions of you.
Kurt, Fort Worth, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Yeah, Mark, I thought I'd lend a helping hand for the left Democrat media. They have trouble with words. Spying? No, 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 no spying. It's, uh, it's uh, legitimate surveillance. Well, I, nay, I say it's neither, Mark. I say it's fishing. Why don't they just use the word fishing? I think that's what the American people understand. All right, my friend. And now we're going to end with E. Frank, Queens, New York, WABC. Quickly, yes. go. Yes, Mark, you have a nice, uh, upbeat uh, call screener. I'm going to tell you something. I don't like what uh, they're doing to Donald Trump. I think that Congress should uh, consider uh, retrieving uh, the uh, subpoenas and the citations as soon as possible because I've never seen something like this in my uh, life. Hey, Frank, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. Thank you. And thank all of you for listening and calling. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and all federal, state, local law enforcement. Thank you. Don't forget, folks, to check in on Levin TV. Please, now, Levin Surge, go to Amazon.com and order your Unfreedom of the Press. See you tomorrow.